Fierce Fan Media. Well, well, well. We have Stacy finally back with us after she <laughs> broke up with us for six months. It was not six months. It was like three. We had a big fight. Stacy didn't want to come back. Jackson no. went real well. <laughs> I had mom obligations. I'm just kidding. Stacy's um, daughter is a cheerleader. So Stacy has been attending more football. You know, I've spent 20 years trying to get this girl to watch football. And, <laughs> and I've learned a lot. I actually know what's happening on the field now. Apparently, all I had to do was put on a cheerleading uniform. And yeah, I that would have made me go. No one wants to see that. Yeah, that would have made me go to a football game. No, no, I'd have flown back to California to see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. We are mixing up on you guys again tonight. Um, the other Stacy thought it was Saturday for whatever reason. As smart as that girl is, sometimes like just poof <laughs> in her brain, just like air puffs. Um, I am Jackie D, literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. And I'm Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. Ew. Ew. Um, I am drinking. What am I drinking tonight? Oh, so I had a, I don't want to call it falling out. That feels dramatic. Uh, uh, tiff with Bevmo. So Ooh. I went to buy all of the alcohol for our Christmas party, which I spent about $400 on alcohol for our yearly Christmas party. Well, it's because we do a wine tasting. Yeah. So I buy, you know, a little bit more expensive wine for that. This year we're doing whiskey tasting. That's more expensive than I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, and like, then like Christmas presents and stuff. So I drop about between 400 and 500 bucks there. I put it in my cart first online because I like to know how much I'm spending. <laughs> like, I don't just like putting shit into my cart in the store because then I end up spending more. Um, so I paid for it. They charged me. And then the store was like, oh, we never got your order. I don't know what to tell you kind of thing. And so I told the guy, I was like, okay, I hear you. And yet I have been charged. (laughs) So like, what am I supposed to do? And he was just like, yeah, I don't know. So I went through corporate who, for the record, very helpful, like pushed my order through. They saw it in the system, obviously, because I paid for it. They pushed my order through and then the store canceled it. So it turned into a whole thing. Anyway, I got my money back, which is fine. But I went to Total Wine instead. And when I tell you the fucking selection of this place, I will never go back. It is like, I'll I'll never set foot in a fucking Bevmo again. It is like walking in to the fucking golden gates, the pearly gates of alcohol consumerism. They have everything you can think of. They have $3,000 bottles of wine on display. I mean, of course, they're locked up, but I mean, it's Pleasanton, so who knows? They, they may not have to, but $3,000 of bottles of wine locked up. Wine I've never even heard of. There are kinds of wine, varieties of wine I didn't know existed. They're at the store. So they sell like their own version of boxed wine. And I was like, I'm going to give it a fucking whirl because it's super cheap. I wanted to serve it as like the table wine for the Christmas party or the holiday party. But I didn't want it to give people a hangover if it was terrible. So if it's terrible, like I didn't want to serve it. So I bought an extra one so that I could try it. Long story short, that is what I'm drinking tonight. And it's delicious. I've like <laughs> put in, I've heard of wines and been like, oh, I got to put that in to see like where I can buy it near me. Mm-hmm. And it always comes up with total wine. Every- put it in the Pleasant one. I'll get it on my way home from work. 
Every bottle that I've ever put in, the first thing that comes up is Total Wine. I'm three miles from it. I stopped on my way home from work. They had my fucking cart ready at the door for me. They would have done curbside for me. It was it was a delightful experience. Fucking delightful. They asked me if there was anything that I needed help ex- that I wanted to explain to me while I was in there. Instead of just like grumpy Bevmo employees who are like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking like, I don't know, I don't know anything about fucking anything. No, it was it was a wonderful experience. Good show. I'm gonna like want to go there then. This place, you're making me want to go. This place I'm telling you, bro, this place was legit. This place was they have a whole wine cellar you could walk through. Like you know, like the beer coolers at like um gas stations. Wine. Wine. They've got shit I've never heard of in there that I was like, I could fucking spend hours. Is it just a wine place or is it a liquor store? No, it's beer, wine, liquor cheeses like it's fucking everything total wine <laughs> i'm telling you and i got out of there with the exact exact same things 50 dollars cheaper than bevmo good to know man wow. and i normally wait for the bevmo um buy a bottle and then you get the five cent sale so it's essentially you're getting like a twofer and i was still 50 bucks cheaper Bevmo doesn't really have like it's almost kind it's I kind of feel like it's like the Walgreens of liquor stores they don't have they don't have anything really going for them you know like when I first came out here and went into like the liquor store that's right by my house and it's like all like cabiny feeling and they have a tiki bar in the middle where they're handing out free sampler shots and like They've had got this cigar thing in the back and a whole wine section. I was, and it's all like warm and cozy feeling. It's like somewhere you want to go on a snowy day. Yeah. I'm not saying Bevmo's like ambiance. I'm saying that I like their buy one, get one for five cents sale. That's what I I think that's all they have going for them is the five cents. But this place, like, I'm I'm telling you, this is where we're shopping from now on. This is where we're shopping from now on. This is where I'm dropping my 500 bucks a year. On alcohol is total wine. That's all good I, to know. I gotta look this uh, place. I'm drinking a Chardonnay that my daughter picked out. I know that sounds weird, but we were in the Target aisle, the alcohol aisle, getting a bottle of champagne for a friend of mine, and she saw that it had a big, great white shark coming out of the ocean on the front, and she was like, "Mom, you need that for the podcast yeah. marketing." <laughs> so it is called Juggernaut cool. Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. Um, harnessing the power of nature and it's like she's like can I keep the bottle after and I'm like what the hell are you gonna do with an empty wine bottle like that's so ghetto but who cares we all did it yeah yeah so she wants to keep the bottle it is a label it's a little tart um I don't think I'll buy it again (laughs) but it's a very much was it uh it was I didn't pay extra for it so it was between 12 and 17 dollars Chardonnays are kind of tart, though. This one's got an extra bite. And it even says on the back, it has uh, a bite of acidity and some green apple flavor. So it definitely I'm trying to warn you that these are new grapes. Like the, how you get away from that tart, for those of you that aren't familiar with wine, um, and if you don't, just hit that little skip button for the next 30 seconds. The One of the reasons that wine tastes, tastes rich or like less acidic or more dry is the age of the the vineyard like how the grapes mature so when they're telling you off the out of the gate it's going to be tart it means it's a newer winery like their grapes are are babies you need several years out of them for 
the plants to produce a more like rich, less bitey feeling. And like the, the, the climates do make a difference. Like we all tasted the juice on the East coast when he came there for my wedding, like those cold climates that only get, you know, four months worth of sun. It's, they don't produce the dry um, varietals. Yeah. It it literally says on the back, like growing on the foggy coast. Yeah, like for like surviving this climate yeah. yeah they just went like, and got their grapes from safeway and we're like we're gonna mush them up and see what happens put a shark on it and people will buy that shit yeah it worked yeah 100 <laughs> that's cute oh what are you drinking i'm not drinking and i'm well i'm drinking a yoohoo how very seventh grade of you watery hey, chocolate milk yeah they're so good it's a subpar chocolate milk if you're gonna do it get a nestle man right no, it's nestle. literally like yeah. water milk or i mean I chocolate like, water i like uh like what's that like one that begins with the o huh ovaltine ovaltine that's that shit right there i like you because it's not milk based like i like the thick chocolate milk too like that that's actually milk based but i don't know i bought a 12 pack of this and it's pretty damn good Mm, you're committed now mm-hmm. okay so we are going to take a break from politics um in honor of stacy returning yay <laughs> well, i mean kind of um so one of the things i wanted to talk about tonight was i don't know if you guys heard but amazon is introducing healthcare. <laughs> for prime members so for nine dollars a month if you are a prime member for nine dollars a month you are going to be act be able to access 24 hours a day on demand virtual care for nine bucks a month and the things it'll cover is like your real basic health care needs like um if you have a cold if you have a uti if you have um what were sinus infection, sinus yeah. infection. Yeah. if you have a weird spot on your shoulder if you like need something at your skin looked at so they offer virtual online appointments and then they have locations through one medical um that if you actually need to go in and be seen that you can be seen now this does not cover as far as i i can tell um it doesn't cover surgeries or or things like that like if something else is severely wrong with you you're going to need additional coverage but if you have, you know, really high copays or you're very young and just need like the basics or young and don't have any chronic conditions like this seems like it would be a really good bridge um, until you have to actually start purchasing healthcare that's more all encompassing. Um, I think they are, it says in their, their press release, um, it's, uh, has been reinventing the healthcare experience to make it easier for people to get the healthcare they need from preventative care to addressing immediate concerns to managing chronic conditions like diabetes. So this even covers if you are, if you know you have diabetes, you need to get insulin from them. Like you just trying to check in with a healthcare professional, they're going to do all of that for you. And for nine bucks a month, they also cover prescription management. It's going to be sent to you via the Amazon delivery service, 
Like there's no more going into pharmacies if you don't want to. Like it's pretty wild. I'm canceling Blue Cross Blue Shield tonight and signing yep. up for you, this. You've got some shit going on that you probably don't need to cancel Blue Cross. No, Blue I Shield. don't. Yep. I haven't been. No, I don't. I did never use my fucking insurance. I'm canceling it tonight. Okay, well, look into it a little bit more because we're just going off. They they announced this like three days ago. This isn't, I don't know if it's in effect yet. I don't know how long it will take. But um, it says prime members who sign up for this new benefit and live near a one medical location can also easily schedule same and next day remote or in-person appointments at any of one medical's hundreds of primary care offices. So if you need like your doctor to actually look at you, oh, they also cover lab work. Like you can go get your blood drawn and get your reading. Like it's pretty legit. And I'm like, we, Stacy and I were talking for about an hour before we started recording. I have my issues with Amazon just because of Jeff Bezos is kind of a wackadoodle, but listen, at least someone's doing something to address like the disparity in healthcare coverage for people of this country, because we are the only developed nation on the planet that doesn't have comprehensive universal healthcare. And I feel like for nine bucks a month, that's as fucking good as it gets, man. Like, why wouldn't even let's say you, you let's say you sign up for it unless we're not sponsored by amazon but amazon you can hit us up if you want even if you sign up for it and you end up not using it or not it ends up not being what you expected it to be or whatever what are you out 20 bucks well it says like, it's nine <laughs> it's 99 dollars if you pay for the whole year yeah so 100 bucks for the year just to test it out if you're like like a college student or whatever, you're not on your parents' health anymore. Like, I feel like that is like perfect because you're not going to get more than, you know, did I break my ankle or I have, a, is this a cold or a sinus infection? Totally. You know, if that's all you need it for, like young people, I feel like this is, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Or if you don't ever really have to go to the doctor for anything, but they're even covering like chronic conditions. If you have diabetes or whatever, <laughs> But that is genius. I'm yeah. telling you, I pay $400 a month for my Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I hardly ever, ever use it. I'm and, and my and my and my stuff is not even that good. Like well, my here's cover- the other crazy thing too: you can add up to five family members for six bucks a month. What? Yeah. So I they're I gonna hope- be overloaded with well, people. Here's what I hope for this. Now, do I think? that this one healthcare provider, one medical can accommodate every healthcare need that exists in this country. No, but what happens in a capitalism in a free market is when a new competitor enters the field, it starts shaking up what's available with other providers. Look what happened to Comcast when Netflix came out and it, all of the streaming services, you know, started breaking through. Uh, cable companies ended up having to fucking figure out what they're going to do next. Like anytime a new competitor enters the market, AT&T was the only tele or telephone service for, you know, 60 years in this country. And then you have, now you have Verizon Sprint teamed up with T-Mobile. Like you have Mint Mobile now breaking through. So what I'm hoping to see from this <laughs> is they see that you're able to actually provide healthcare at a lower cost and it reduces rates for everybody else or creates an avenue for us to actually have universal healthcare coverage in this country at the bare minimum, because other countries have universal healthcare for things like this. 
Now, if you need to get an extensive surgery, a lot of countries cover it also, but you, you pay a certain amount for it um, under depending on what it is. But you can also have supplemental insurance to cover the cost if you need a procedure that isn't like if let's say you need to travel somewhere else to get it or, or it's a super rare disease that you have or whatever. So I'm hoping that this adds as a bridge to allow for more affordable healthcare costs. Now, what's not included in this article is what you'd have to pay if you had to go via ambulance or, or things like, I, I don't know oh, the answer to that. doesn't cover any of that, I would imagine. Probably not. But if you're looking, if you're someone who is holding off on getting healthcare, like your normal stuff, getting your yearly checkups, getting your, you know, flu uh, vaccines, if you, you know, struggle through a UTI, like whatever those things, because healthcare is absolutely unaffordable for you, 10 bucks a month. Here's my question with it, man. Here's my question with that, though. Is that going to affect people that are on, is it called Medicare? Medicare or Medicaid? I, I don't well, know. That, Medicaid is the old people one. Medi-Cal is the like well, Medi-Cal is only one. in California. Right. Yeah. So there's Medicare, Medicare is for senior citizens. Medicaid okay. is Medi- for people Medi- who are. So is that, are people going to start getting denied for things like Medicaid because they're going to say, well, you can afford $9 a month. I so don't know. Well, I don't think so because. Listen, it probably has to do with your like conditions, your yeah. pre-existing conditions. I, I have no idea. I'm reading one press release that Amazon put out and I saw it on, it was on USA Today and the Washington Post. I don't know a ton about this. I'm just saying that this is now becoming available. I'm sure more information will come out as this continues to go on. I'm saying like pre-existing conditions, like if you're a family that's on Medicare or Medicaid, I don't know which one, that, and like you have a kid with cancer, I don't think they're going to kick you off and say you need to go to the Amazon one because that you have a pre-existing condition. But if you have like a family of four and you're all very healthy and like haven't had anything, then I don't know, maybe they could say like, well, you can afford this. Right. So what I would like to see is it relieve the emergency rooms because so many people use the emergency rooms as their healthcare because it takes so long to be seen. If you like call your doctor and they're like, Oh, we're booked a month out. And you're like, I just need to be seen for to know if I have the flu or COVID or a sinus infection, whatever is going on. They all go to the emergency room and they treat that like their doctor because you can go whenever is convenient for you. So if this like $9 a month from Amazon can help relieve the emergency rooms. I think that would be worth it right there. Or urgent cares for sure. Yeah. Or a lot of people too go to emergency rooms because you don't have to pay up front. And when you go to an mm-hmm. urgent care, a lot of times it's like whatever it is out of pocket, like a hundred bucks or whatever. And so they go to the emergency room because they can't afford that hundred bucks. Or well, whatever. Here, the um, the new one medical benefit gives prime members access to high quality primary care and 24 seven on demand virtual care for $9 a month. Um, uh, this new benefit is the latest example of how we're making it easier for prime members to take care of their health. Prime members also have exclusive access to benefits from Amazon pharmacy, including RX pass, which lets members get as many eligible medications as they need for one flat fee of $5 per month and have them delivered free to their doors in two days or less. 
Uh, the prime it RX, can't be for all medications. It, it says eligible medications. Oh, okay. It says eligible. The Prime RX, which helps members save up to 80% on prescriptions when not using insurance at Amazon Pharmacy and over 60,000 pharmacies nationwide. So it sounds like if it's not something that can be delivered to you, they have partnerships with pharmacies that you can go pick it up at. I don't know, which man. It's going to be interesting. Has, Amazon has been doing Amazon Pharmacy for a long time now. Mm-hmm. So like you've been able to like switch if you have a prescription you can enter in like the bin number on um Amazon and they'll tell you if it's available they'll provide your medications in the mail every month. Yeah, they've been doing that for a long time. There's also that one that Mark Cuban, I think I sent you the link to it a while ago Stace. Mark Cuban yeah. runs a pharmacy. He's trying to shake up the healthcare industry by lowering the cost of prescription drugs and you can buy it from him directly from his company uh at cost so he slashed prices of thousands of medications for people where you're paying a fraction of what you pay through um your insurance or through your primary care provider or whatever healthcare you have uh, if you just Google Mark Cuban's like pharmacy, it'll take you to that site. Not all medications are available because some um, pharmaceutical companies won't deal with them, but others will. And you can pay a fraction of what uh, the cost is if you go through other avenues. If if you don't have, you know, some people have really high copays. Some people are still paying, you know, 400 bucks for their medication. Like Lex, we're switching her health insurance to mine starting the first of the year, but her health insurance for her Stratera medication once her company switched healthcare plans we were paying 400 bucks a month for it which god is, damn yeah it's wild now she's going to mine we'll pay five but like 400 dollars a month under her healthcare plan is insane you're gonna we're, pay 500 dollars a month now five dollars oh five jesus yeah. You know, it took good for fucking Amazon, man, because it, it it was going to take something like a multi-billion dollar company that has the capabilities of doing something like that and taking it over and like, you know, showing like these other ones that just fucking gouge you. Well, it's not over promise. We don't know what it's going to be like yet. They're just I introducing it. You know what? They're fucking trying and like good Ag- for agreed. Them. So fucking sad for people that like me that have to pay for healthcare and shit out of pocket that I just get just raked over the coals with financially that it's like so sad that people are going to be so excited to be able to get fucking healthcare. And And for like UTI infections, we're not talking about like fucking open heart surgery. (laughs) How many times do these poor people that don't have health care at all and can't afford to go probably have stuff, you know, that you don't necessarily need to go pay $100? Like, let's say you get a UTI or you get pink eye or something. Like, I know what I fucking have. I need the medication for it to go get it fixed. Right. And it's like, that's just so, it's so awesome. But on the other token of it, I'm like, that's so sad that that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People are going to be so excited about it. And it's like. You shouldn't, it should be a right. Well, 1000% oh, agree. And I would also like to point out, it's not just, so even though like my healthcare coverage 
is covered by my work and like Stacy's healthcare coverage is covered by Kai's work, we're still paying for it because when they list how much we make a year, that's included in it. They just never give it to us. So like that, however many thousands of dollars they spend on my healthcare a year, if you were to go into, you know, Transparent California, look how much I make, that's included in it, even though I've never seen a dime of it. They just hand it over to Kaiser. So we all pay for it. I, I understand like your situation and lots of people just like you have to physically like send a check in, but we all benefit everybody from this type of like change in the healthcare system because I would like that money in my pocket. I don't want to see those thousands of dollars going to Kaiser, even though I don't physically have to like send the payment to them. It's coming out of my salary. Right. It's included in my total compensation. Yeah. It's a disgusting amount. Oh, it's a disgusting amount. How much my company pays for healthcare for my family. Yeah. Which would be nice to have in our pockets. But when, when you look at how much they compensate us, it all, all citizens will benefit from this or something like this. I don't know how this is going to pan out. I don't want to overpromise to people. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Like I said, there's a few articles out there about it right now. So do your research before you jump on that bandwagon. What's making me excited is that we have major corporations starting to think about this, which means the government's going to have no choice but to address it at you at know some point. You know the insurance companies are like oh, right amazon fucking <laughs> amazon right <laughs> but hey you, you guys are love like, capitalism so much welcome to the fucking free market yeah you know they're like fucking i mean shit in my pants like god that's going to ruin us well it's aggravating right like you see these health insurance companies who, you know, they charge you $150 for an aspirin or the hospitals do because the insurance companies pay them. It's a whole racket. They take, you know, my compensation is equivalent to like $25,000 a year for my family's healthcare coverage, which I get dinged on. It counts as my compensation. And you have their CEOs clearing $15 million a year in their paychecks because of how much money they make off of our backs. So. I'm I'm thrilled to see other competitors getting in the game, even if they don't get it right this time. Hopefully it inspires other companies to start doing the same and we can see some change. You know what about it too, is that even if you have health insurance, depending on like, we, you know, out here, we don't have Kaiser and shit like that. So if I, so like I'm getting a cold and I'm like, damn, I would love to go get like a Z pack or something to just knock it out real quick before I get sick. But, you know, my doctor, I can't even go see her for two or three weeks. So it's like, yes, okay, well, you can get an appointment in 24 hours. Dang, like, I don't, and then I'm like, don't want to go all the way up to urgent care and deal with all of that shit. So it's like, I would, even if you have insurance, I would sign up for this just to have the virtual 24 thing. Like, yes, I'm getting a cold, my throat hurt, you know, whatever. I, I I know I need like a Z pack or something and just knock it out before it gets worse. And it's like, how fucking convenient is that? You for know, ten bucks. Yeah, for ten bucks, like that's worth it. Like, yeah, just two coffees, just to have that in your back pocket. You know. But I feel like the the insurance companies are gonna be like, they're gonna see that you have that secondary insurance, and they're gonna be like, oh, you can't have that 
if you're with us. Well, that's what I was going to, okay, bye-bye, $400 a month, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I wonder, is this going to be considered, how how they're going to roll it out? Is Amazon going to be considered insurance or is it going to be considered just a service that they're offering? Because it, yeah. it doesn't sound like they're going to offer insurance as opposed to like, you can go to any doctor and say like, hey, do you cover Amazon? you know, whatever. It's like going to be a service that they offer through their own. Well, well they're saying it's this one medical. Yeah. One right. medical is the name of the like places that you would go. That's like the name, like Kaiser. Yeah. Right. I mean, one of the benefits of Kaiser is I could email my doctor and say, I'm getting a cold and I need a pack and I'd have a prescription tomorrow. Ugh, you're lucky. But not every place has Kaiser. Right. Yeah. My doctor won't do that. And you know what, Jewel, they may, you may see some hijinks at the beginning of this where people are like, well, fuck you, you have this, we're not going to help you. They can't sustain that though, because a bunch of people are going to be like, well, then fine, I'll just go with them and I'll take my $400 a month and you can kick rocks and they're going to have to, like, there's always transition and change never happens without bumps and bruises and like things getting wonky and some things going sideways and some people getting cheated and like all of these things will have to happen. But if you start pulling the cart this way, eventually everyone has to follow to stay competitive. It's the reason that like, um, what's a good example? The airline companies, when one of them has a sale, all of a sudden they all have a fucking sale, right? Cause they have to stay competitive with each other. When car, when, um, auto dealerships when you see one sale happen here all of a sudden all the other ones follow because they have to stay competitive so they can piss and moan and throw temper tantrums all they want the thing that they did smart about this and i read this in the washington post article was they're putting it in major cities so right now you have easy access to it in places like salt lake las vegas new york uh los angeles dallas that's a shit ton of young professionals that uh, do a lot of gig work and aren't necessarily in corporate jobs. That's when you see transitions happen faster is when the big cities take it on because in rural areas who arguably could need a service like this more, like being able to access a doctor 24 hours a day, seven days a week via zoom would be game changing for rural areas. Right. But the, the density of population in these bigger cities is what will force that change. So rural areas will benefit from this initial wave of big cities getting access like this until it's it's available to everyone. And I at the very every- least, it'll force these fucking big companies to offer these same services covered in your already insurance premium. You know what I mean? Like it'll benefit I, people in the long run. I think every doctor's office or whatever establishment, establish, you know, medical establishment, like mine's Mercy. Mercy's all over here. Kind of like Kaiser is for you. Unless it's something where like you're having a hard time breathing or it's like your heart or something like that where they want to check you. You should be able to call your doctor and say, like you said, Jax, hey, this is going on with me. I know this is what it is. Have a virtual visit. Like half the time when you're going in for something that's like a basic thing, there is no need for you to go in anyways, you know? And it's like, it's such a waste of time for people and having to wait for your appointment or whatever, then you end up in urgent care or the ER, like Stacey said, because they can see you right now. Yeah. You know, you know why I they think- do that shit, right? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh- sorry. 
I think the only problem I see with it is doing like a virtual thing because I did it once my doctor couldn't get me in for like a month and I had a UTI and I went on and did one of those virtual things and you have to pay like $35 and they sent a prescription to my local pharmacy and I could go get it and I was like well that was fucking amazing because it saved me time I didn't have to wait I think the only problem I see is the people that think that they have a problem and don't go like you don't go pee in a cup and get it tested and see and do the culture and find out that you actually have a UTI maybe you just had like an issue and it creates the super viruses because everybody's getting antibiotics and they're taking them when they don't need them and they're building up the immunity in their body to where like that's how we get super viruses you know what I mean so I feel like this could create doing all these virtual ones where they just send you prescriptions all the time could create super but because bugs. they cover lab work too I wonder if that's what they're trying to avoid, right? Like, so they can say, but okay. The one I did didn't. But, okay, but the, you also have a history with this doctor too, right? Like, they have access to all your... Also, when you take on a new doctor or a new insurance company, they're going to be able to access your insurance, your previous Reckon. records, in theory. Pre- so they're going to be able to, like... So for me, like we were talking before, I've never had a UTI, all right? Knock on wood. If I were to call my doctor and be like, I, I have a UTI, they'd be like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> like, you've never had one. Get your ass into the doctor, be in a cup. Well, check it right. out. But you who have had several, they may be more inclined to not. Or maybe they'd be that. able to say, okay, we'll, we'll send you a cup out. It'll be there tomorrow. Pee in it. Send it right back in. We'll test the results. Like if you can hold out with it. I, I've never had a UTI. I don't either. think they can do that. <laughs> I, I don't know how to test it right then. Why not? I mean, they do that with drug tests and shit, don't they? Don't yeah, they? I doubt it. When you go, yeah. no, when you go they somewhere, go to different to drug test, they put it in a bag and they mail it off. That's what they had to do with us at the railroad. Mm-hmm. We, but I'm sure it's like carried by a certain person. Like, like it's it's not just going in the post office. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you they like- have met they have medical carriers too. They have people that like sure. if you have a drop off, let's say, and I don't think they're necessarily gonna have one in Valley Springs, but let's say you have one at your local like drop off location, they collect the samples there, and then a, a medical courier comes at the end of the day, they pick up those samples and they take them where they need to go. Do I'm you, sure they have do you know here. what all of this do you know what we're getting into with all of this and with Amazon doing this, like how our our Walmart's out here doing the drones. There's gonna be a little medical drone that comes and picks up your thing and fucking flies it back to the facility. Whatever, man. I'm yeah. telling you, watch in like five, ten years, that's how it's gonna be. Hopefully, like, hopefully like, it cool. involves healthcare for people. Drones that 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 have like the one of the highest clearance of air spaces because it's a you know what? I, I think there's a lot of you could argue that there's a lot of disadvantages to technology and there's a shit ton of advantages to it and i hope that as things like this start to take root and become more people expect it that healthcare improves for everyone and stacy i think you're completely right i think there's going to be hiccups and there's going to be questions and i don't think this is a one size fits all like i think there's going to be certain people that this isn't going to be available to and like it, they're going to be pissed about it but i think that's also going to force force it in the right direction but i i, I agree with you because we're already seeing that all over the news like super viruses being created because doctors are so quick to prescribe antibiotics right now 
So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch either way and see how it kind of transforms the healthcare industry or because you, I mean, there's all kinds of shit going on right now. There's, we have um, a group of people here in the Bay area and I live in the East Bay. I don't live in the actual Bay area, but I work in the Bay area and there's a group of people who are trying to, they're buying up a shit ton of land around Silicon Valley and in their heads, they're trying to create a society where everything is taken care of for you there. Like if you live in this town, your doctors are free. Your like your housing is covered by the company you work for. And we have seen this in history. So before you start emailing me, telling me that this has happened before, I know we've seen this in history. You see it in railroad towns, uh, coal towns where like the coal mine owns everything and they pay for your healthcare. They pay for your groceries. They pay for your housing. They pay for all this. It's like a military town too, right? Exactly. Well, and actually fun fact, again, go ahead and skip that skip, hit that skip button. If you don't care, that's how Kaiser started. Kaiser Permanente was actually part, it, it was established in Richmond Permanente. They were a concrete company and they didn't want to pay their workers, um, healthcare fees. So they opened their own essentially hospital that all of their workers had to go to Kaiser Permanente. I remember hearing about that to get their healthcare. And when the concrete business kind of died out in the Richmond area, when it was kind of hitting build out, they realized how much they were fucking making off it. And it kind of, it turned into Kaiser, which is now the largest supplier of healthcare in California and in different parts of the country. So all of these things, you, you, we tend to think like people have knee jerk reactions to changes and like, um, you know, sudden shakeups in industries. And it's like, well, that won't work because of A, B, and C, but you don't know what it will lead to. You don't know what kind of innovation will spring from these changes or these shakeups or these transverses that you can't even imagine right now. Cause we're not even capable of doing it. I hope Jewel, I hope you're right. I hope they start dropping drones and you can just do your fucking labs. Cause I'm thinking about people, not for me. I mean, I can drag my ass down to the hospital, but people who are truly sick cancer patients, people who have their, their loved ones, like trying to decide if they're going on hospice, like all these things taking place where the enormous relief it would be to not have to get your elderly parent into a car to go get a blood test somewhere would be revolutionary. Like especially those living the, in the middle of nowhere, especially if you're in a super rural area, that would mean that people could stay in their homes longer. They wouldn't have to go to assisted care facilities. If we started having this type of tech, like there's just a gazillion things that could spring from it. And I, for one, am stoked to see where it goes. I hope it's like Netflix. Like you compared it to Netflix earlier. And if you think about like how Netflix started with like mailing out DVDs and then Blockbuster tried to do it too. And they went under and then Netflix was like the original streaming, Mm -hmm. like where you could just go on and like watch the shows and pay the fee. And it like turned into this thing. And now we have all these different streaming services. I hope that this is the future just like Netflix took over and did that. Me too. Not to mention the reduction on pollution, on waste, on like, there's just a gazillion things that this will impact that we're not even thinking of right now. Yeah. So good for you, Amazon. Good for you. did something right. Even a blind chicken gets a piece of corn every now and then, you know? (laughs) It's genius. It's genius. 
Well, and talk about, because what they're really trying to do is talk about people then being reliant on their prime membership fees, right? Because yep. if you're doing their health care through them, they could jack it up to 200 bucks and you're going to keep paying it because it's still cheaper than fucking paying yeah. for health insurance. Like How are our prime membership, isn't it like $20 or something like that? No, I think it's like 150 a year. I don't know. I pay it every year because like, what else am I going to do? I feel like it's like 90 or maybe I'm no, thinking of my Costco. You have to have a <laughs> account. You like have to have prime. Yeah, prime account. It. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's, it is what it is. It's still cheaper than what you would pay for shipping everything you order. Totally. 100%. So that's why I'm saying you have to do it. But this is, they're locking people into it. It's going to become an absolute necessity. Yeah. It, they're, they're ensuring their survival, regardless of what pops up next. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, do you guys want to delve into the whole, like, shoot someone if they're stealing a TV? We can. How much time okay. do we have? Uh, however much time we want, it's our podcast. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Trump had made a comment. Of, and don't worry, we're not going to only talk about Trump. It, it brought up a discussion topic for us. He had made a comment that in order to deter people from stealing things, um, we should just put armed guards in every one of these locations, which you can come to a reasonable conclusion of that, that regardless of what you're stealing, you could just be shot in the store, regardless of what it is or whatever. Um, so that brought up a discussion topic for us. <laughs> is that the kind of society we want to live in? And a few things before we start. Uh, Stacy and I were talking before the podcast started. I think we could all agree. <laughs> that we live in a fucking civilized society. Okay. Like we all want to live in that society. There are rules you have to follow. There are things that you have to do. No one wants people that behead individuals roaming the streets. No one wants child traffickers roaming the streets. No one wants murderers, rapists, like nobody. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, progressive, conservative, MAGA, no one wants those people on the streets. Like let's start there. Let's like form a I don't think it reality. needs to be a political it doesn't conversation right yeah it does it has nothing to do with whatever side you're on you you made that much more concise for me thank you i i was trying to get away <laughs> from the like stop making it a republican democrat thing like no one wants no, to live in a society doesn't... where those people are running free okay we can have this entire conversation without even mentioning what totally political side you're on 100%. i think I think it's definitely a problem we're seeing and I don't know about all over the world. I can only speak for where we live right now that I just watched what like three targets close in our area because the looting was so bad that they're actually like losing more than they're making, which yeah. is insane. It's target. Like that is like a huge company that makes a ton of money. So for them to close locations because they're in bad enough areas that the looting is so bad that they're closing down is mind boggling. They also just put in where they have the locked cabinets in our targets for things like alcohol, um, razors. Like it used to be like that in kind of like the more, I don't know what else to say, but ghetto areas. When I would go to Stockton, Walmart, everything's locked up. All the makeup's locked up, the razors, the like everything is locked up. Even the toys, the Legos are locked up because the looting is so bad. Now it's in a nice area. All the targets are locking up like their alcohol aisles and stuff. So I think it's safe Jeez. to say that we have a big looting problem right now. 
But for him to say that, like, the answer is putting armed guards at the front of all, like, big box stores, department stores, Home Depot, Lowe's, is ridiculous. Well, and here, to articulate that point with a a little more in-depth thinking is it's because his reaction and people who think like him it's it's a black and white binary issue right like it's a if if this is happening how do we deter it instead of trying to figure out why it's happening and here's the truth of it i understand the knee-jerk reaction to be like well i still want this target in my area because it's a convenience for me so my knee-jerk reaction is to just make the looting stop however you need to i understand that impulse what I can't get behind is I don't want a person carrying a gun who's making 18, 19, $20 an hour, because that's what they make here in California, sometimes 22, depending on where you are, to have to make that decision solely based on their history, their background, their whatever. They're making a two, three second decision on whether or not they're going to shoot a person for stealing whatever they have decided is more important than that person's potential life. Not just that, the reality is um, even trained law enforcement officers only hit a moving target 38% of the time. So the likelihood of that armed guard who was shooting from this person 50 feet away, 60, as they're running past them to hit them and not hit a bystander, to me, isn't a risk. So I would rather see that money go into figuring out why this is happening as a society and how to alleviate that situation. People aren't risking their lives. And so there's outliers, I'm sure. Some people are just not good people. But the uptick in crime, the uptick in theft, the uptick in stealing items isn't because people are living for a thrill right? Like people are trying to make money. People are broke. People are, like you said, Stacey, they're reselling these items. Like what, whatever the case may be. I think a majority of theft of people grabbing TVs and running out is resell. Okay. We need to address that. Putting guns in the hands of art of security guards and telling them if you see someone running out with a TV, feel free to shoot. That's not a reaction I'm comfortable with. Right. What about the teenagers that are just running out of the store because they're teenagers and they're goofballs or the the like little thing, the plastic things that they don't always take off your clothes that beep when you're walking out the door. Do you get shot for that? Like or you put something under your cart and you forgot about it and you're walking out. Do you get shot over that? There's a couple of different things, in my opinion, that I, I see where it might deter some people. I could also see it being problematic with situations like that. Like I see both sides of it, but I think that there's other solutions. Cause just saying, well, maybe we should look into why this is happening. That's going to be a way bigger issue and oh. way harder to fix it. I mean, you're talking decades of it actually shifting at some point, I think. So like out here and, and, you know, they'd have to be willing to put the money into it. Like our, um, sorry, you guys, hold, hold on one second. Okay. My, my work's calling me. I'll be right back. 
<laughs> right in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. I think another solution until Julie gets back is what if we put a cop car, a guy sitting in a cop car outside of the doors of the Home Depot. So then every time somebody runs out carrying a box, the cop car is right there to chase him down and say, where are you going? Why? Show me your receipt. Like, and then that would require funding the police to have that, you know, those resources. Like, obviously, you know, there's some cities where the police are underfunded, so that wouldn't work. But I feel like there's just better solutions that we could come up with. Yeah. And like I told you before we started recording this, I'm not an expert in this. So I say this with a certain amount of levity. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm not comfortable with just straight up arming security guards and letting okay. them make the decision if they fire on someone right. or not in a crowded could you imagine Black Friday? Listen, oh, our our Pineville, what I was going to say is that our Pineville Walmart out here, right on the other line of Missouri, um, they have their, their local deputies or whatever have a little office right, right on the property of Walmart. And that does deter people knowing that there's, I mean, they're not out there walking around ready to shoot people, but they know that there's a police officer right there. So if you run out with a TV, a worker's going to come tell you and they're going to pull camera footage and they're probably going to find you right away. Dillard's here hires um, uh, certain, there's a, there's a detective that's been running it forever. And it's like an extra detail for people when you work at the sheriff's office and in Dillard's, they're not walking around or anything, but they're watching the cameras and have caught a lot of people. I I bond them out (laughs) people stealing and going into Dillard's and they're watching them on camera and then get them as soon as they go out into the parking lot. So there's, I think there's other options out there, you know, not necessarily some kid who, you know, is straight out of high school, you know, walking around the Walmart or the Target with a gun on his hip. Like, like, I don't think that, but I do think there's other options to prevent people from doing. We can sit here and brainstorm all day. Like I was sitting here thinking as everyone was talking, handing people scanners when they walk in and for items that are over, you know, a certain amount, they have to scan them and you go up and you collect them from the front. Like there's, we can sit here and brainstorm ideas. What bothers me is the knee jerk reaction to arm more people and leave it up to their human instinct to fire at will. That's what bothers me. And what bothered me about the, the Trump comment and people who support that is you are saying you 100% value property over human life. And I just, as a human being, I, I can't get behind that. I, there are very few instances that I can think of where a police officer should be firing on someone. If they're, if their life is in imminent danger, if they're taking off with a child, like there's, I I can come up with scenarios. I'm not saying it's a monolith either way, that there's never a situation where someone should be fired upon and that every situation (laughs) warrants of being fired upon. But I think we've gotten too comfortable in this country saying it's either guns are going to solve it, or it's just a fucking absolute clusterfuck of chaos that we're supposed to live in. Like, that's not how people work. That's not how a society works. That's not how civilized societies work. And 
the idea of people cheering for a comment like arm security guards and let them decide that puts a shit ton of pressure on security guards because like we talked about before now you're also entering into a situation where if i am help bent on stealing this television out of a best buy i don't know what fucking target whatever i'm hell bent on it what would prevent me from also entering that establishment with a weapon if i know they're going to have an armed per- just an armed security guard not an armed police officer not whatever and now you're putting even more innocent people in danger of these these violent situations to protect a television like mm. there's just there's the the consequences of it and that's what bothers me People in in places of authority and power, unfortunately, it's Trump in this instance, but he's not the only one. He's not. It's not just a him problem. Making these outlandish, like, we should do this, these sweeping, you know, accusations or recommendations that people are cheering for. And now, now that's the talking point, right? Now the solution, it's the same thing with school shootings, just arm teachers. I'm sorry, you want to fucking arm a kindergarten teacher? You want to arm a kindergarten teacher. Are you kidding me? Like it's, they have these like, well, we'll just do this and everything will be solved and it won't be a problem. More guns will fix it. More violence will fix it. More bloodshed will fix it. When we're seeing that play out in places like Gaza and places like Israel and places like Syria, we're seeing it play out. More violence isn't, isn't the solution to fucking anything. We, we are smarter than this. We're, we're, and when I say we're better than this, I don't mean Americans are better than this because we're not. We're clearly not because this is our knee-jerk reaction to everything. I mean, as human beings, as humanity, we have to be better than this. Not everything can be solved with guns. Not everything can be solved with violence. Not everything can be solved with death. And on, this, on, on the other side of that, that can't be the end-all be-all. As a government, we need to be investigating reasons and solutions when these things do occur, when we do catch up with these people, when we do finally get them behind bars, what is the acceptable conclusion for them? Do we let them sit in prison for what, what's acceptable for a TV? Two, two weeks, two years, two months? I don't know. What are we doing to help them while we're in there, while they're in there? Are they being exposed to people who are rapists, murderers, child traffickers and falling in with the wrong people? Because now their life's fucked because when they get out, they can't get a job. Like they, they, they're now, now they can't do anything. Like it's a whole issue in this society that's not solved by arming a 70 year old at Walmart who probably couldn't fucking hit a 10, tin can from 10 feet away. Like that's just not a solution. And I don't care if he's a perfect shot. So he hits him what square in the back of the neck. What does that fucking fix? So now you have an 18 year old that's carrying a TV that's laying there dead. Was that worth it? Now that person has to live with it forever. Now those people who witnessed it have to deal with that trauma of ever. Now, if I was in that target with my five-year-old and he saw a person getting shot and killed, I have to be like, well, don't steal TVs. Like that, that's, that's the solution we've come up with. We've put people on the fucking moon. We, we have a fucking telescope that's taking pictures of the beginning of the universe and our solution to crime, fucking kill them. That can't be it. Like, I just, I believe, I I think humanity has more to offer than that. 
I think we have more empathy. I think we can have more compassion. I think we can have better solutions than tossing a fucking firearm in someone's hands and saying, hey, Sal, you figure it out. You're on the night shift. Like that can't be it. We have to be better than that. We just, we just, we, we, for me to believe in this world that I'm raising a child in, we have to be better than that. What about a taser? You'd have to I get mean, to the person. You'd have to be within, you know, what is it? 10 feet, 15 feet, 15 feet, depending on which one you have sometimes 20 feet. Yeah. I mean, but no, no closer, further away than hopefully if you're shooting them, hopefully if you're shooting them, they're but not. Who decides that? That's what I'm saying. There's so much human decision-making that takes place in that four seconds when they're running past you. I don't want to leave that to Sal. I don't know any cells. I'm just, I'm just saying. He needs to be the greeter and hand out his smiley face stickers, not shoot people. Just, just have him standing out there with a gun full of blanks and see if it deters any. <laughs> Until they walk in, Sal's turn around helping some lady put her cart away and Sal gets shot in the back of the head. And he's got a gun full of blanks and he didn't even see it coming. I, 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 as a person, I just don't feel like more violence is ever the answer to these solutions, to these problems i i just i can't get myself there i just i can't we we have to be smarter than this and i don't but mean I'm, that it's like we have I mean, to that's a demand i'm saying but, but how do not going and stealing a tv i don't also think deserves a conversation of why were you doing this i agree are, are you okay but here jewel you're falling right now you're uh -huh. falling into that that same binary of no what, i'm falling into because i deal with these kind of people Every single. No, no, no. I'm saying what what we're what Republicans accuse liberals of is oh they're stealing a bunch of st stuff and you just want to have a stern conversation with them. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm I'm not saying a stern. I'm saying we need levels of rehabilitation and punishment that aren't just either being locked up until the jails get overcrowded and you're left out or bonded out or you know uh, uh the oh you shouldn't do that again. I'm not saying I don't have the answers. I'm not a fucking criminal justice expert, a rehabilitation expert. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a criminologist. I don't know. I just know it feels icky to think of of putting that type of it feels the same way as putting a gun in a teacher's hands but to me. Saying, but they're saying so put armed security guards on there. They're not talking about the people that are getting caught. They're talking about the people that are getting away with it, right? That's why they had to shut down. Because there were so many people getting away with it. Is that right? Yeah. Right. They lost so much money. Yeah. So, so like. Trump's saying put armed security guards there. No one will run out with a TV or makeup or whatever. So like maybe something that they could do is like our Walmarts up here. Or probably Walmarts everywhere. Lock one side of the doors at night. So that there's only one way in and one way out. And maybe not have an armed security guard there, but have somebody there, you know, that has the ability to detain them until the cops showed up or something like that. You know, there has to be something. There are solutions. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm tired true. of the binary. Because these I'm people also this or that. get away with it because nobody wants to do anything about it because they're afraid of something bad happening. Obviously these people aren't afraid of anything bad happening. So like, what do you do to make them more afraid? That, that's what I'm saying. Let's talk about that, but not more afraid. Like sure. More afraid could be part of it, but I don't think 
I don't think it should be up to Sal to decide if Jerry gets shot. That's what I'm saying. We yeah. need like a button that you push that like sh- puts shutters down over the door really quickly. Or maybe mm. you just need license plate readers and maybe you need more cameras and maybe like I there's 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 people who are smarter about this stuff than I am. All I'm saying is I don't want to arm more people. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I, agree. I, agree. I don't feel like violence is the answer to it. I feel like more innocent people are going to get hurt in that. Yeah. Yeah. Then TVs will be saved. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> I, I just, I don't think that's the answer. And the cheering makes me really unsettled about humanity. And like, well, I think the fact that like he was at a rally and he said like, let's arm security guards to like cut down on looting, and everybody cheered over the thought of shooting somebody over a TV, is the exact same people that cheer over arming kindergarten teachers. Yes, the the Venn diagram is just a circle. It's just one circle of people, right? Because the solution to them is one. But the problem is, but I think the problem is too is that a lot of people you know, with arming the teachers or, or, you know, arming the security guards. Cause I agree with the teacher stuff. I even, I even for the most part agree with the armed guards thing, but not like that, that, that I agree with you guys is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that we shouldn't do that. But then it's like, none of us have a fucking solution. So it's like, okay, well, no, I don't agree with this. And then I don't want our schools to look like prisons and I don't want that. And I don't want that. But I don't know what to do. I'm well, not. I want to see what I'm they actually tried. not against our school looking like a prison. Yeah, that's what my high school looked like. It was set up exactly the same as a prison. But I also want to know what have you tried? You know, like have you tried having you know a security guard parked right outside the door? Have you tried? I don't want to pay for it. Locking the door at night and having that's, somebody letting you out. Mm. That's the issue too. Is they don't want to pay for it because a lot of WalMarts. And I know I'm in like Walmart country out here, but I wouldn't even want to say a lot. All of our Walmarts have a security guy with like, and we don't have high crime out here or anything. <laughs> All the, they're driving around the whole time that, you know, and I don't, I, I mean, maybe it is for stealing or I always thought it was to um, make sure people weren't parking there like overnight and stuff, but maybe it is because well, it's, but maybe yeah, the solution is. Just as easy as, excuse me. You know, because then you could have, let's say, you know, Sandy at the front door has a walkie-talkie and says, hey, so-and-so just ran out the door with whatever. Here's the description. Yeah, little. Go after him. Yeah, go after, or they could at least, that car then could at least try to find the car they were in, get their license plate, and then call the cops or right. whatever. You right. know? That's why this- I want to know, like, what have, what have they tried? Because I feel like that's a great solution, having somebody parked out front. Yeah. Or maybe it's just if certain items you can only order online, you can go ahead and pick it up two hours later, but you have to purchase it online from your phone. That's a yeah. good idea. I'm, I'm just saying there's there has to be – it's unsettling to think that the only solution is to let Sal have a gun. Like all yeah. they put up is displays yeah. for the expensive stuff. Well, just like they do with the Xboxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't just go in and grab a box with an Xbox. They're locked in the thing. You and take you have a little ticket. Yeah. yeah. Take, get a, a ticket. ticket. 
have to go and pick it up. That's actually a really good idea. There you go. Solved it. Boom. Is that why your Target had to close? Was it their electronics kept getting stolen? They didn't go into that much detail. It was that one on, um, you know, when you go into Antioch and there used to be the Century Movie Theater. Oh, yeah. Like Loveridge or something. That yeah. Target. That one had to close because the theft was so bad they were losing more money than they were making. It's it wasn't just that. Like I so I had to go into I forget where I went for to pick up t shirts for Lex's like so um during summer camp during summer they need a certain amount of t shirts because they do all these damn color runs and tie dye bullshit. And I didn't have time to order it on Amazon, so I actually went into the store and the only place that had it was Walmart. So I went into Walmart to get it. And even their t-shirts and stuff were like locked up. I had to like push a button and wait for someone. So I think people are stealing like anything they can, but also why not then just make it a pickup location? You can't come in here. Like we don't sell goods. We're just like, you order it online. You Because that's what the world is turning into already. Everything is going to turn into order it on your phone and Mm -hmm. come and we bring it out to your car because every store is doing that now. I think that I think that's super smart. They did a test run of again a Walmart up here that only did that. That only did uh you order it and they bring it out to you. And it was only up for about a year and then they got rid of it. But that was before COVID and everything, which I think now after COVID, people got so used to doing that and having their groceries brought to them or delivered that, yep. you know, people would use that way more now than they did when Walmart ran their test run up here, which was like five years ago. I'll tell you what. That's probably what we're going to see in the future. 10 years from now, it's going to be all curbside pickup. And then you completely cut off shrinkage and everything like that for places and then have like a display site at like, like Jack said, like Best Buys or whatever, where you could go in and see it. But you have to order it on your phone. I think I can't believe, honestly, can't even believe Best Buys are still in business because our the Best Buys, match. Here, our Best Buys here look fucking sad compared yeah, to compared to what I used to think when I used to walk into a Best Buy and be like, Whoa. right, all the electronics. <laughs> yeah, Best Buy, they're just fucking sad looking now. And like half the time, like I went there for a for a. Uh, surround sound thing and I was like they had like two options and I'm like I'm just gonna go home and fucking order it on Amazon like this is yep. stupid it's just, yeah. it's just not what it used to be and, and I'm yeah. sure other situations pop up with that too right like if you cut off that kind of access then you're gonna have people you know laying in wait as these workers bring stuff out to cars that are already paid for like there's different problems that pop up but I feel like because you can control that space you can control that environment a little more. I don't know. Again, there are people who, this is what they do for a living. Arming Sal isn't the answer. And shame on you if you cheered at that. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What is fucking wrong with you? It's just, find your humanity, dude. Like, seriously, find your fucking humanity. And and not everything is punishable by death. Or it shouldn't be. Here's also what I... Yeah, if people are stealing, if it's TVs and stuff, you're not going to be able to run very far with any good size TV because they're fucking heavy. You're definitely not running anywhere fast. If Targets and Walmarts or whatever's are going out of business for that, 
these people have got to only be carrying by themselves a max of like a 40 to 50 inch. Those are so cheap nowadays. You're They're not making much money off of those. Well, they say that you're not allowed to chase down somebody like for a certain amount of money. Like if it's less than $500, you're not supposed to, as a cashier or somebody that works there, you're not allowed to chase the person out of the store for like less than $500. Chasing anybody for anything. Right. right now. And my some stores, that is their policy. You don't have to chase anybody for anything. Yeah. And so many people know that about their, the store policies that they'll go in and they'll grab the most expensive thing to stay under that price and run out with it, knowing that nobody's going to chase them. Yeah. Well, did they not camera set up and cameras in the parking lots and stuff? Like, and you can only get it online. Like, I, I don't know. There's a certain amount of inconvenience we're going to have to face yeah. in spite of all of this. Yeah. Anything over this amount, you have to order it online. Done. Yeah. Boom. We solved it. I bet people are gonna start now that we're talking about this. A lot of people I bet are gonna go in and start stealing the fucking Christmas blow-ups and all that shit. <laughs> Christmas fake Christmas trees and shit because they're they're expensive. Yeah. And those I mean, those could run you up to a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks, especially at Home Depot. Like they're yeah. they're their fake Christmas trees are expensive as hell. That'll be interesting. I just, like the- I can't imagine we don't have technology to combat this. Companies have to be willing to spend it. Yeah. So, what are you guys obsessed with this week? I've got a I've got a space corner. Oh, all right. Let's hear it. Well, let me pull. <laughs> I tried to mute myself before I sneezed. I don't think I made it. So the new telescope, the Euclid, um, <laughs> has sent in its first images. It's better at capturing dark energy and dark matter than any other telescope. Um, so dark energy and dark matter makes up 95% of the universe. It's in the same region right now as, as uh, the James Webb. But the difference between the two, it's a hundred times faster than James Webb, but but it doesn't get as many details. So the James Webb is better at looking further and getting sharper images. Um, Ulick is it can go faster and go to more and go to more places, but it doesn't get as much detail um, as JWST. But it's just caught the one of its first images that it just sent in. Um, I, I didn't get the notes from it, but it it like it was able to capture hundreds and thousands of different galaxies, which our last ga- our the last picture we had of the most galaxies ever. One picture was like two hundred sixty five thousand, and and it took sixteen years. 16 years to get that image was it 16 years 16 hours i have to look <laughs> i know that's a big <laughs> difference i have to look it up i have to look it up and this one uh the euclid got triple that amount of galaxies in one picture in only five hours wow yeah it had to have been 16 hours because our telescope they wouldn't let a telescope spend 16 years on one image but so yeah, so it got it in. It got triple the amount of galaxies in 
a third of the time. But not as clear. So which one's better? Well, no, it's 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 as clear. It's not as it, it's not as clear as um, the JWST because the JWST that's what it does is it it you know it looks farther and gets more focused. This one specializes in dark matter and dark energy. So it's, so it's getting different images. Like if you pull it up, it's just, it's totally different. Like how James Webb is like colorful and looks like a painting and stuff. This one specifically, like again, focuses on dark matter and dark energy, which is 95% of the universe. So the image is still really fucking cool. It's just different. And I think it's cool. It's a hundred times faster. So it just, it just, just beat feats around space which i think is fun beat beats around yep stace what are you obsessed with so my oldest daughter made me read this book okay it's a book series and she said she got into the twilight fog when she read it and i didn't believe her because i was like nothing is the same as the twilight fog the universe that you get into in your head when you're reading a book a book series like twilight I just can't, I can't match it. So she said, I got the Twilight Fog when I read this. You have to read it. So I've been reading it. It's not as good as Twilight. It's not, it didn't put me in the fog that Twilight, Harry Potter, Hunger Games. Um, I'm not going to put Divergent into that. But like, you know, the like, that was an amazing book series. But once I got into it and I started like looking at like TikToks and stuff, I realized this has like a fan base like no other it is definitely up there with like the Harry Potter fan base. So it's called, people call it Akatar for short. It's A Court of Thorns and Roses. It came out in 2015. There's five books, but now there's branches of the different universes. So there's probably 50 books out there. But the main five is A Court of Thorns and Roses. And I'm on book five. I would love to hear if any of our listeners have read them and are like super fans because I don't think it's as good as Twilight and Harry Potter, but it's definitely a great series to lose yourself in. Um, It is fantasy. It's not something I would normally read. Um, I read it for her because she was so obsessed, but it's definitely good. The first book, if you're going to read it, is the first book is called A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's about this 17-year-old girl who is living in the human world and there's the fairy world that is separated by some kind of magical fence and she shoots a wolf because she's hunting for her family because they're poor. The wolf turns out to be a shape-shifting fairy and she now has to pay for her bad deed by living in the fairy world and being kidnapped, basically kidnapped, taken away by a high fairy so now she has to go live in the fairy world so i was like are you kidding me this sounds terrible once i got into it and like the like twists and turns and the like the girl powerness of it and how much better it got after book one i recommend it if you're into fantasy if you're not in fantasy don't pick it up because it is it's got different mythical creatures in it that you have to learn about so I downloaded it. I haven't started it yet. I'm still trying to um, sludge through that the history of the Republican Party book. It's so funny. Everybody knows the Twilight Fog. Like that is this it is. <laughs> the you're welcome. Is so it is. Real. It's a fog when you're reading uh, the series. 
Yeah. Which, when I first started reading book one, and I would love if, like, our readers that, like, also, or our listeners that have also read this series would, like, email Jax, hit us up, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, however you hit us up, and, like, tell me. When I started reading the first one, I accused my daughter of making me read some kind of twisted Beauty and the Beast. Because this girl is at home after she kills the wolf. She's at home with her family and they're going to like eat the wolf or whatever. They're making the the skin into a pelt for a winter coat. And this beast bursts, bursts into the door. And literally she calls it the beast. And he's like, you have to come live with me in my palace. And he takes her and I'm like, what the fuck? And then the dad is, like, crippled, and he, like, she thinks he's going to go try to save her in the palace, the castle. And then he shows her a library. And I was like, girl, you have me reading fucking Beauty and the Beast. Like, what is going on? And she goes, I didn't even make that connection whatsoever. And I was like, this is what's happening right now. Like, is she going to fall in love with him and have to turn him back into, like, a human? Because I'm done. (laughs) Like, what the hell? So if anybody else that read this, like, made that connection, like, let us know, because that's all I thought about the whole first book. So not quite the Twilight Fog, but still good. Okay. Still good. Still recommended if you're into fantasy. It also has some very detailed um, sex scenes, if you're into that. There's nothing wrong with a good sex scene. What are you obsessed with? I sent this to you guys on the thread. Lessons in Chemistry is such a good show. Jax, it is so your kind of show. I have such a list going of things that it's I have It's on my watch. list. That's like when I saw that she sent it, I was like, oh, that's on my list. I'll watch it. Brie Larson is so fantastic. I've always liked her. I love her after this show like it is it has everything we all talk about all the time in it like it's so good it has wait what's it on because i just canceled my apple is it on apple yeah i'm pretty sure it's on apple damn all right you can log into my apple you can't. I tried giving her mine and it didn't work. Like, yeah, you can't. Not... I tried Jax's and Aaron's. You, it has to do with like your Apple ID and shit. You can't log yeah. in other people. Stacy, you have to download it just for the show. <laughs> like, oh, it is so, so, so good. Like, it's, it's, it's probably, it's probably one of the best just overall. Sh- they touch on every single topic. It it ta- she's such a badass in the show and how she conducts herself and how she deals with the fucking men treating her like she's less than and like she's stupid because she's a woman and she's so fucking smart. It touches on black rights, women's rights. That's what the whole fucking show is about. It is amazing and I love it. And I might even rewatch it. It's seriously one of the best shows I've ever watched. All right, I'm in. I'm gonna move it to the top of my list because I've I've seen a lot of like ads for it and I'm like, oh, yeah. this looks right up my alley. It is so up your alley. I'm gonna make it's, time for it. I'm gonna make time. You really need to. Like it is such an awesome show, and the message is so good. And her character in it is so I mean, she's a genius, but she's so like matter of fact in how she talks and like I just love her. She does a fantastic job. Like her, she fucking nailed it. 
in this show. She completely fucking nailed it. And it's just so good. Like she even, well, I can't, you guys, I don't want to ruin it. You guys got to watch it. Wait, what's it called? Lessons in Chemistry. Lessons. It's on Apple. I Lessons just in, yeah. Um, okay. So I will be doing my yearly uh, shit talking about Thanksgiving next week. Can all look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I wasn't going to do it. And then I was talking because I get a lot of hate over, over my diatribe of um, Thanksgiving. Um, but I was talking to Heather and she told me that I should do it because it's fucking true. So, cause we look forward to it every year and we've every been doing year. this podcast for like six years. So I'm going to rail on Thanksgiving next year. Um, today I'm actually going to complain about veterans day <laughs> and not for the reasons you think. Um, so I had to go to a veterans luncheon for work uh what on wednesday thursday whatever and of course they make veterans stand up and everybody thanks you for your service let me tell you something um when you think of veterans for their service i i understand the inclination okay it's also for for some not all i'm not going to speak for every veteran that exists on the planet it's very uncomfortable we don't know what to say there's a lot of mixed feelings surrounded being a veteran in the united states military um i will say this though if you are thinking a veteran for their service on Veterans Day and you mean it and you like legitimately mean it, it's not just like a, a saying that you use. Um, we still have 22 veterans dying every day of suicide in this country. OK, so there are ways that you can get involved with that. Um, there's last year, Stacy and I did every 22 um what was it every 22 minutes through Las Vegas college where we raise money for them. Um, you should also do your research. And I talk about this every year. It sounds like I'm such like a bah humbug about holidays, but like I genuinely like some of them, but you know, we've talked on here before about the implications of setting off fireworks for, for people who struggle with PTSD. And um, there are organizations that you can pay attention to and that you can donate to. And I recommend if you really care about veterans' rights that you look into those um, because a lot of the veterans that you know um, that are functioning in society, they don't need your thanks. They'd rather you help um, people that they served with that aren't in necessarily beneficial positions in their life. And a lot of that has to do with their service in the military. So um, it's it kind of irks me because so many corporations kind of like pride, right? It's really easy to jump on this like pro veterans bandwagon. And yet very few do anything throughout the year to support actual veterans causes and actual veterans issues. Um, so I think if you really want to celebrate veterans day, you should pay attention to the mental health crisis that's taking place with veterans of this country. And it doesn't even cost anything a lot of times to sign up and help. It's volunteer hours. It's just awareness. It's uh, having a working understanding of the things that can trigger veterans, the the things that you can do to support them, whether or not it's resume building or job functions. Not all veterans jobs translate into civilian service. 
Um, so that's, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Mm-hmm. They think that getting out of the military and putting veteran on your resume automatically gets mm-hmm. you jobs somehow. But it doesn't. A ton of our jobs in the military do not equate to anything in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. Even things like corpsmen. Yeah. You can totally. be a doctor in the military, and when you get out and you put that on your resume, some jobs will say, oh, well, it means you know how to be on time and you're reliable. Mm-hmm. So they'll give you that little leg up, but it doesn't equate to you getting out and becoming a nurse or anything even remotely compared well, to what you were in the military. Totally. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because our certifications are the same, right? Like, I went to fire school in the military. That doesn't mean anything in the civilian world. Even our uh, certifications and our licenses don't transfer over. Mm -hmm. I was, like, forklift licensed. And when I got out there, like, that's not a thing that you can put on your resume. Yeah, because it's not – because you get your military certification. It's not through one of the mainstream certification processes in – the civilian world so So literally when you get out it equates to you're reliable you're loyal and you know how to be on time and you can take orders then you can take orders it doesn't it doesn't equate to any kind of licensing or certifications or anything else that you did in the military that's terrible yeah well and just for some like numbers um only about three million people in the history of the united states have served the military okay uh less than one percent of the population is currently serving in the united states military less than even less than that is even qualified to serve in the military going through the the standards and procedures as it stands right now so when we're talking about helping the small group of people it's not so much as benefits as um you can disagree with wars and what the United States does overseas. And you can disagree with how our diplomatic relations handle things and where soldiers are sent to. But I implore you to remember that those individual soldiers aren't making those decisions, sailors, soldiers, airmen, whatever, whatever constitutes the rank that they're, they're in. So um, just try to keep that in mind when you're dealing with one. We're also not a monolith. We run the gamut from, liberal to conservative to non-political to atheist to southern baptist like there there's not a one size fits all for military personnel so don't make snap judgments about them based on that veteran um emblem next to their name and for the love of god stop setting off fucking fireworks just please (laughs) stop setting off goddamn fireworks you drive veterans crazy with that um and that's it happy veterans day to all those who celebrate um again i i hate that thank you for your service it makes me very fucking uncomfortable like very I've learned uncomfortable. To say thank you for your support and smile and walk away but i'll take my 10 percent discount at places so listen i'm a conundrum wrapped it up <laughs> <laughs> i'm all over it target is doing 10 percent off for veterans so make sure you get your your information in uh you can also get 10 percent discount at Home Depot, and you get a 5% discount at Lowe's. So um, You can't transfer your licensing over that you did for 10, 15 years, but I'll be damned you get 10% off at Target once a year. Once a year. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, on a bright note, I went to get my sleeping meds, and the dispensaries are giving like 30% off for Veterans Veterans Day. (laughs) Hey-oh. Yeah, that's... uh, 
that's it. And if you want to look at a good model for universal healthcare, look no further than the fucking military because they provide all their service members active duty with healthcare. So like, I don't know why we can't figure it out for everybody else. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. Um, I just, I wanted to put that out there. Like, I know my face does things sometimes when people are like, Oh, thank you for your service. And you're just kind of, for me personally, I'm like, I don't know what to right. say. So it's not I like, know. a. anyway, uh, happy veterans day. Um, we'll trash on Thanksgiving next week as we always do, or as I you always do. And you guys hey. just all smile and nod. I loved Thanksgiving until I started doing this podcast. And then I'm like, man, fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanksgiving's kind of fucked up. And I love Thanksgiving, the eating and the football and the everything. Like, I have to tell you guys, at the risk of taking three more minutes, Lincoln came home from school the other day and started doing the normal American like Thanksgiving. Guess what I learned at school today? And I felt my my skin get hot. And I was like, I said, Oh, that's really cool that you, you learned all that. We're going to, we're going to delve into that a little bit deeper when you get older. I'm going to let him have it for right now. Like I'm not, okay. He's fine. Let him make his handprint turkeys and wear his pilgrim. Jax, you got to watch this show. She straight up tells, she, she straight up tells her daughter in the show, she goes, because she has to go to her neighbor's church for some reason. She's like, just remember, God is not real, but we respect other people's beliefs. <laughs> so here's what made me, here's what made me happy. And I was like, okay, I guess maybe public school systems in, in at least California are coming around a little bit. I was like, okay, tell me what you learned about Thanksgiving. And he was like, well, we learned about um, the, you know, he gets to do his little hand turkey. They're counting turkeys, which I'm fine with. I don't, that doesn't bother me. Listen, I'm not a total insane person. And um, he said, we've been learning about uh, pilgrims and we learned about the Mayflower. I was like, okay, well, what did you learn about like Thanksgiving day? And he was like, that the pilgrims ate. And I was like, okay, who did they eat with? And he goes, I don't know. So like, I don't know, maybe he just didn't remember. It made me feel a little bit better that they're like not force feeding him all that. And the native americans and the first pilgrims sat together in harmony and like after they adam's family values with him that'll teach him i'm going to give him the full american history when he's old enough but i'm gonna let him enjoy like this he's very excited about thanksgiving he i'm gonna let him have it let him have until like fifth grade and then i was testing to see what he's being spoon-fed and it doesn't seem problematic yet so i'm gonna let it i'm gonna let it ride for right now but you can be sure i'm gonna ruin thanksgiving for him (laughs) when he's old enough Mm. not ruin it it's important to know the history it's fucking genocide we'll get into it next week you ruined fucking thanksgiving for me thank you some things are true whether you like them or not i just can't believe i never knew until i was (laughs) older <laughs> i just know like the you shit you've learned on this podcast ah ruined thanksgiving for me i'm sorry i still got, still got my honey baked ham though i'm not gonna lie we're gonna get into it next week i'm not saying people shouldn't celebrate i'm saying let's be honest about what we're celebrating 
That's all I'm saying. There's I'm not nothing, saying you shouldn't enjoy your family. There's nothing to celebrate. <laughs> right. I, I'm not saying <laughs> the let's The discounts, not... the day off, and mashed potatoes. Celebrate that. And football. Sure, but can we can we refocus the, the story we tell about it? Well, who talks about the story about it after, like, you get out of high school? How many people just believe it, though? Believe it to be true. Believe that that's how we interacted. Save it for next week. All right. Okay. Tune in next week to ruin your holiday. (laughs) And it will. It really will. Wait till I go on my Christmas soapbox. That's ruined, too. (laughs) I've pretty much left New Year's alone. Yeah. Year, like, what's there about? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Of it. <laughs> okay. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Mom. Fierce Fan Media. <laughs>